Welcome to Table Radio. My name is Anna Spray, and I'm here with my good friend, Andy Withrow. And we're going to talk about yet another sermon series that we are beginning. We're still in Matthew's Gospel. We've just finished a series on the parables, which Andy and I talked about last month. And now we're moving on to Matthew chapter 16, because, Andy, I don't know if you heard, but we're now in the season of Lent. We are in the season of Lent. So we, yeah, the parable series, we were in chapter 13 exclusively of Matthew's gospel. So we just did a a kind of a short series, January, February, to go through the parables of the kingdom. And that just, that just uh, rooted us in one chapter there. And now we're shifting gears here because we are in the season of Lent, which is the uh, the six weeks leading up to Good Friday and Easter, which is when, at in the church calendar, we remember Jesus um, going to Jerusalem, going towards suffering and death, and so those are the themes that begins with Ash Wednesday, and it's an opportunity for us as Christians to um, to sort of enter into that imaginative space of of Jesus suffering and death and what the implications are for us as followers of Jesus. Yeah. So you often it's nice to find uh think of a a series of things to teach on or to talk about or to preach on that kind of help us make sense of that, help us orient us in that direction. So um when we were talking about um series, sermon series for kind of winter and spring and kind of taking into account all of this. Um, one idea was just to kind of stay in Matthew. So Matthew's 28 chapters long. It would take a long time for us to go through the whole gospel. It would take a while. It would take a while. We did that with Mark's gospel, which is significantly shorter. It still took us a very it long did time. It did take us a very years ago. So so the next best thing I think was like, well, let's let's kind of stay in Matthew's gospel so we can kind of get the benefit of, you know, rooting in his themes, the way he's developing the story, even though we're not going to go consecutively through the whole thing chapter by chapter, verse by verse. Uh, and so we we're kind of looking around, and um, if we fast forward from chapter 13 to chapter 16, we start to get into this nice little pivotal moment in the story as Matthew unfolds it, where... The disciples, and Peter specifically, kind of gets this inside inside revelation of who, like, you are Lord, you are our King, we're going to follow you, you're the Messiah, you're, mm-hmm. the, you're, God's, you're God's chosen one, basically. Yeah, the confronting question is, yeah. who do you say I am? Yeah. Who am I? So that's in this series, right? Yeah. And, and, and that's where the, it kind of feels like this high point of discipleship, because... Like, yeah, Peter, you got it. Way to go. We're so excited for you. Um, Jesus is excited for you. He says, good job, Peter. But then right as that happens, Jesus decides, okay, now it's time to start to pull back the curtain a little bit yeah. on what does it mean that I'm Messiah? What does it mean that I'm God's yeah. chosen one? Because 
it's going to be counterintuitive. It's not going to be the script that Peter or the disciples or most people or most of us would intuitively think, okay, therefore that means X, Y, Z. It's a very different uh, trajectory that Jesus pulls out. It's really the answer to that question, saying that he is the Messiah, that really starts to increase the tension between him and the Jewish authorities at the same time, which are the factors that lead towards mm. his death on the mm-hmm. cross, right? Is that oh, the- spo- Anna, spoiler <laughs> alert, jeez. I mean, it happened 2,000 years ago, <laughs> so right. maybe- they haven't seen it by now. <laughs> you okay. should have caught up by now. All right. But that it's really, that whole question is not only the clarifying moment for the disciples, but it's really the point of tension with the establishment, the religious and political establishment who don't like this idea of him going around saying, I'm the Messiah, I'm God's chosen son here to lead you back to the Father. The authorities are really threatened by that. And at the same time, while Jesus is going around saying that, he's drawing these massive crowds, which show incredible public support for him. And that too shows the authorities that, wow, he's really, his message is hitting home with people. He has a lot of their support. And yet, he's not part of the religious establishment as they knew it to be. And so this this tension starts to be building, which is is going to build up all the way until his crucifixion. Um, and it kind of starts laying the foundation for why they bring charges against him and why he's ultimately sent to die. Yeah, that's right. So, there, so there's been a little bit of tension in the early part of Matthew, and that's, as we talked about in the so in the Sower series, in the parable series, that's actually the reason that he starts speaking in parables is because there's some resistance to mm-hmm. his ministry. And so he's trying to help his followers understand that, but you're right. You were kind of, we're kind of halfway, through, no, a little bit more than halfway through Matthew's gospel when we hit the 16, and it's almost like if you're listening to this musical piece, mm-hmm. it's almost like this this heavy bass line kind of comes like this brooding boom <laughs> or something like that. Just makes you feel like okay, there's something Something's not coming. Not all is yeah, all is right here. There's something dark and shadowy and mysterious that's underlying and Jesus is is starting to pull that back for his for us and for his followers say mm-hmm. okay this is this is where this ends and um and so that's why so that's why we chose kind of chapter 16 and 17 to kind of land in for lent to kind of cuz it pulls out these themes even though we're kind of in the middle of the story we're not to Jerusalem yet we're not where maybe some of the traditional passages for lent would be like leading up to like his entry into Jerusalem and his yep. His um, his confrontation with the authorities there and arrest and all those sorts of things, but the themes definitely are much more are are still here and they're they're kind of the 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 roots of it um, as we get into some of these things. So it's it's kind of an interesting um, way in the middle of the story on his way to Jerusalem. Yeah. Is, is where we're picking it up. Yeah. And Matthew is so conversationally based. So there's a few events that happen, but a lot of it is. Teaching, 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 and more teaching. Jesus is talking and talking and talking and saying so much. And Matthew includes so much greater detail about his conversations with the disciples, about his conversations with the crowds, his conversations with the authorities. You see a lot more of the drama and the dialogue that takes place in the weeks and days leading up until his death. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So we're going to get into... uh, conflict with uh, with 
religious leaders. We're going to get into just warnings for his disciples to be careful of the religious leaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we already mentioned, Peter's kind of um, revelation that he's confessing Jesus as the as God's chosen one. I mean, there is that high point for Peter, but remember, it's also in Matthew's gospel that Peter tries to walk across the water to Jesus, <laughs> mm. has an epic fail, starts mm-hmm. to sink, and Jesus has to save him. Um, it's also later on in Matthew's gospel that Peter denies Christ. So, like, Peter has his high points, and then he also yeah. has very low, low points. they usually points. come kind of quick together, don't they? Yeah, they do. Walking on water, sinking in the water. He actually follows Jesus to his arrest and mm-hmm. trial. So, there's something there. Yeah. But then... Then he runs away. Then he runs away. Yeah. Here in our in our section, he's confessing Jesus as God's chosen, and then literally the next paragraph, he's... He's rebuking Jesus and being identified with Satan by Jesus. <laughs> it's rough. Yeah. I mean, the thing about Peter, you know, and in the tradition of the church, he's honored as literally the first pope is how Catholic Roman Catholics will think of him. Um, but he really is relatable to all of us. We all have our high points of great moments where we feel so strong in our faith. And then we have really, really low points, too. And yet God is is with us in all the highs and lows of life. And, you know, as much as we will kind of poke fun for at Peter for sort of the extremes, we all embody those extremes to yeah. differing degrees. I was reminded this morning, um, I was listening to a, to a podcast that I enjoy, and, and um, the speaker was talking about, you know, when you're young and kind of naive and optimistic in your faith, and you haven't really uh, faced much testing or trial um, of any sort of particular significant kind. And, you know, you come to church and we're able to to worship God and, and really praise Him. And we just have this uh, sort of beautiful, innocent naivety, you know, where we, we follow God in a way that's sort of uncomplicated. But as we grow and mature and suffer and struggle, uh, we change over time, and and so even though maybe our our faith or our response to God starts to look different, uh, it's still the same. You know, one in the same life journey, faith journey, um, Christian journey. And I I don't know. I think Peter kind of encapsulates that yeah. well in the Gospels. You yeah. know, um, maybe in more an extreme way than. Mm-hmm. Than most of us, but I think we can all certainly relate that we have we have our moments of strength where we feel really close to Jesus, and we have moments of weakness yeah. too. Yeah, and and I think one of the really key takeaways for this series, and and it's all through the gospel, is that Jesus sticks with Peter through it all. Like it doesn't. Uh, you would think this would be the end when he says, "Get behind me, Satan," but it's like I mean, it's not. Most relationships would not survive no. that moment. <laughs> no, he's. It's just like it's. It was a Tuesday for Jesus, right? So, uh, and then later on, he's taken Peter as one of his top three, one of only three that yeah. to go up to this mountain where there's more special insider. Like, yeah. I'm going to show you something really amazing, and he takes Peter up with him. So it's not. Um, he, he's he's. I think it's an encouragement to us in when it's like it's less about our failures and more about Jesus' faithfulness. Yeah. Um, even on this road to Jerusalem, even on this road to the cross in this season of Lent, so well, that's pretty special. Yeah, and I think for those people that 
maybe have been struggling with their faith through this season or just in general, it sort of gives us hope that you're right. It's not about how consistent or inconsistent we can be, but how faithful Jesus always is. And that he's always wanting to receive us and welcome us. And even in the hard, difficult times, and and Lent can feel that way a a little bit, right? Because we're sort of reflecting in the season more on our own sin Mm -hmm. and taking an assessment of ourselves where we're at, you know, how can we be more faithful? How can we... um, Practice more of the spiritual disciplines, pray more, you know, exhibit kind of a a more faithful life patterned after Jesus. And yet he's going to love us anyway, (laughs) Mm -hmm. regardless of how well or how poorly we we perform or show up. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think that's, you know, I was talking with my daughters about Lent and we were deciding what to give up as a family because, you know, oftentimes we're encouraged. Um, to either give something up that maybe might be a bit of a vice for us and then take on some something more in the form of spiritual discipline. Yeah. So our family decided to, to give up complaining for Lent, <laughs> which I just noticed over the pandemic when my husband and I really noticed, it just kind of crept in yeah. to our dialogue at home. We, we yeah. were all kind of gather around the table and just like, oh, this is, you know, this person or this thing or whatever. We would just kind of kvetch with each other. Mm -hmm. And my husband, I realized it really was affecting our kids. Like we would literally hear them echo back some of our complaining. And so we wanted to attend to that. And then we were talking about how in Lent, you know, you you try your best for six days of the week. And then Sunday is a day of of rest. That's Mm -hmm. sort of, it's a a day of resurrection. It's a day of Mm -hmm. celebration. So Sunday can be considered a bit of a break. And my girls were- Is that where all the complaining comes (laughs) from? Yeah. (laughs) My girls were like, oh, good. I got to let it out. (laughs) Okay, I've been saving some up. (laughs) That's right. right. I have a list. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, you know, we sort of (laughs) laugh at it, but- you know, it's just a reminder that there's grace for us mm-hmm. and our the love God had for us has for us isn't based on our performance or how how well and how consistent we are because humanly we're not consistent. Mm-hmm. That's human nature, but um that God has grace for us no matter what. And uh and each Sunday in Lent is a good reminder of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I'm uh yeah, I'm excited about this series. I think um, it'll be it'll be fun and interesting and meaningful to to kind of dig into each of these kind of little sub episodes um, in it and really tease out some of the themes that that lead us into Good Friday and Easter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, some different texts than we've looked at for mm-hmm. for this time of year yeah. before, but yeah. I think that's always a good experience. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, cool. Well, thanks, Andy. Yeah, this is great. Fun. Yeah, let's do it again sometime. Maybe for the next series. Yeah, I mean... We're going to stay in Matthew. We're sticking Sneak with Matthew peak. for now. <laughs> and stick with Matthew after Easter for one last uh, series in Matthew, I think, and then and then we'll do something different for this Yeah, summer. I hope this encourages everybody to keep reading and keep thinking and keep discussing the texts as we look at them together. Great. All right. Thanks, Anna. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Table Radio, an extension of the life of the Table Church a community in Victoria, B.C. Our mission together is to love God, love each other, and to love and bless our neighbors so that we may see Christ revealed in common life. Music for this episode provided by Josh Wilton and Richard Charter. To learn more about our community, please go to tablechurch.ca. My soul takes its refuge in 
heaven he will save he will send forth his faith and love unfailing have mercy have mercy Line.